Welcome to The Feast, brought to you by Spinebuster Sports. The Feast by Spinebuster Sports. Trees and green and questions from Facebook. Oh, you mean the 35-point win didn't go to overtime, Kyle? (laughs) Points. We all get points. (laughs) Talk to the hand. I'm not spreading. Full spread. I don't spread for the roses. No, I hate hate Ohio. Pound sign me on Twitter. Welcome to the Feast by Spymuster Sports. And as always, we're hosted by Sox Sanchez. I I thought you were going to go a different route there. Yeah, I know. I kind of like to throw you off every so often. Good morning, everybody. Assuming that you're listening at Tuesday at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Welcome to the Feast, brought to you by Spinebuster Sports, episode 43, the Darren Helm episode, which I will speak about him later in the show. Yeah, you will. Uh, who else? We talked about Troy Palomalu, Grant Long. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bruce. Humphreys, the former Kardashian. <laughs> Bruce Rondone, I think you said. Yeah. Yeah. Reliever back, kind of. He was supposed to be special and wasn't. Yeah, and then wasn't weird. Special with the Toledo Modens, let me tell you. Oh, man. Just like they all are. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the feast. Uh, Sox here. Kyle over there. Burns is out with some things. And today, draft preview of the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> Close up the NBA finals. Talk about the NHL finals. Talk a little bit what's on my mind about the Detroit Tigers franchise. Oh, man. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, buckle in. I have been waiting ever since you sent me that text message. What yeah. That I, I mean, it's going to be... Is that Friday, Thursday or Friday? I don't know, but uh, Barstool's Goldner posted that Barstool Sports article, and it, it there's going to be a lot of. I'm not going to be plagiarizing off of that. Yeah, but, but it gets. You but thinking. there's a. I'm gonna go out of bounds a little bit of, with mm. with that article. Well, no, like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with. We'll get, we'll get to it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, how was your week? It was good. Uh, I got a busy week of work coming up. Uh, it's hot, hot weather for the boys. Is it? Hot, 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 or cold, or is it cold? Not cold. It's not cold. Ricky Martin says hot, hot, hot. Yeah, I'm spending a lot of time outside this week. Yeah, bring your sunscreen. I've got quite, quite the week ahead of me. Bring your gold on. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Dave Matthews is gonna have a whole that whole website is gonna have a whole bunch of new tattoos on it. Three days. I'm sure anyone that listens to this already knows I'm going to see Dave Matthews for three days. Yep. Starts except for, Tuesday. Except for these random people that keep liking our shit on Facebook. Thing. Tuesday and uh, Tuesday uh, today, listening yeah, right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Friday and Saturday, I'll be in Indianapolis Wee-wee. to see it, and a little bit of work in between. Oh, yeah, and, for the birthday boy. Yeah. One more year, Kyle. Yeah, I can't wait. One more year. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Aha. Ah. That's right. Might as well just get it ready. What, Bing Bong? Or Dr. 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 Nasty. Nasty. Oh, boy. <laughs> At some point, I know it'll come up, so. Yeah, what, that, what, uh, what we gonna, what's on your mind? Uh, I mean, uh, looking at the menu for this week, we'll get caught up on Stanley Cup Finals. We'll dig a, into a lot of NBA Finals and NBA Draft. You all ran on the Tigers, and uh, I was going to say we'll do something new to close out the show, but you ran in on the Tigers and me going off about pro wrestling for about 10 minutes or what closes out our show tonight. Could so. be here a while, how? Yeah, we could be we could go all night on those two things. I feel like, uh, but before we get started, I was really hoping you know, well, mm-hmm. uh, I, there was a story Marissa told me that you know, I mean, you know this. Uh, I don't know, you don't know the story, but that's besides the point. Um, but you know how important 
our good buddy Chris Nooney was mm-hmm. to us starting out this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, for those of you who don't know, we had a really good buddy that passed away literally the week or two before we started mm-hmm. episode one of this show. And we've been talking about it for uh what months on end at that point doing little things to get ready for the show and then our good buddy Nooney passed away and we started recording and part of this show in my mind at least goes out to him every single week always yeah. you know yep. and well marissa was telling me that jackie and will had visited the pub recently and will has gotten into golden tea mm. and will shot a, got a hole in one the other day of course he did and I just thought that was very apropos, uh, especially playing Golden Tea with uh, yeah. Nooney's love of golf. Right. Uh, that Will shot a hole in one, and he I guess he was running around telling everybody about it. it. Hell yeah. And I had made the uh, comment that I'm sure uh, someone was tracking that ball. Oh, for sure. For him. Oh, yeah. And uh, I wanted to give a little special happy Father's Day to our buddy Nooney. Absolutely. Uh, we miss you, buddy. And whew, made it through that without crying. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Could have gave me a heads up that you were going to go that route. No, so, I actually, that was, uh, it was, that was my thing for this week was. Word up. Uh, I heard that story on Saturday at the wedding. Congrats, Kayla and Josh, if you guys listen at all. And, um, knew it had to go on the show this week. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, now, you know, we shook it out a little bit. We got things feeling weird and going, yeah, you know? Great. Yeah. You ready to uh, dig in this week? You spreading? Oh, we're going to spread. Spread hard. Full spread. Full spread. Let's get into it. We want to start. Uh, we're going to start out with what finished up last week, NBA Finals. Mm. Uh, game five, Wiggins and company bail out a struggling Steph who failed to make a three-pointer for the first time in 233 consecutive games. Wild. I know, right? Uh, but uh, the turnovers continued to plague the Celtics as Golden State cruised to the 104-94 victory. Yeah. Uh, this is the game. Was that game five? Yeah, that was, was game the five. beginning of them looking fatigued. Uh, walking into game six, we'll talk about it in a second. But yeah. where where is Mister Tatum? I mean, Wiggins like uh, very much had quite the game in game five. Yeah. And I was thinking that if Steph continued to struggle and Wiggins was the difference maker, that maybe Wiggins would have been pushed over. I think potentially Wiggins can be a number one on a lot of teams. We'll talk. And, uh, we'll get into that before we get into the other question, but. Uh, um, Finish off with game six. Uh, Golden State closed out in Boston. Yeah. Uh, kind of, I don't know, I kind of was paying attention to the game. I, want, I feel like it was kind of easy fashion. It was 103 to 90 victory. Uh, Steph scored 34 and won finals MVP. Jason Tatum completely disappeared. Celtics start out with a 14 2 lead, and then Golden State countered with, what, a 30 to 14 run or something crazy. Uh, I. I d- when your third when your third player is Marcus Smart, you know, he didn't really do much in the box score, but like he got to the point where Boston was chirping too much to the refs. Like, just play your fucking game. Just quit flapping. Play defense like you've been playing all year. You know, it's I I think they they lost their head a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, Tatum, you know, it's just 
it was his coming out party in those playoffs, and I don't think Boston's necessarily going anywhere. You know, no, I like that's something we've touched the one on player before. that might potentially leave would be Horford. Eventually, will retire, but you still have Williams. You still have the other Williams. Um, you know, they have good pieces that are. I mean, Jalen Brown's what 24, 25, if that. Tatum's only twenty three. Smart's twenty eight. They're not going anywhere as long as all those pieces stay. And I, you know, I think Udoku's a fucking awesome coach. So, uh, with that being said, Golden State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the future looks bright. You know, a lot of we've talked about the fact that it's probably getting towards the tail end of the the three out there with uh, Steph, uh, Clay, and Draymond. But decisions got to be made. Yeah, when you look at a guy like Wiggins, mm-hmm. and you look at the emergence of a guy like Jordan Poole, right, and then. If a guy like if Gary Payton can continue to make these huge strides that he's made, like and doing and keep getting better, yeah, and they get one free agent after these three leave, I think that team can continue to still be good I, and I, is in good hands in the future. The one thing I like about Golden State's front office, and obviously it helps that you've won well, this is their fourth title now. Is they take chances on players that have floated from ten, team to team, ten day contracts, things like that. You know, ones that was that Toscano guy, the first Mexican to ever win a Mexican born player to ever win an NBA championship. Took a chance on him. You know, took a chance on Gary Payton, who Junior, who floated around the league and G League for a lot, a lot you, of you know, time and then and he becomes a role player. Um, now you still think you still have Wiseman, who has not shown up yet. He's been hurt. Was their what fourth round, fourth overall pick a couple years ago? Interesting, but they have decisions. You know, with all these, with all the talent comes decisions. You know, one, how much of the luxury tax are they willing to pay? Um, Wiggins and Poole are going to get paid soon, and eventually, when will they tear it down? Because we were we talked about this a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago. The one thing I see with Golden State potentially is. I think the one player they would get rid of would be Draymond out of the big three. We talked about Clay Thompson and all the you know the couple injuries he's had the last several years and the wear and tear. But I see a franchise like Golden State, like being like San Antonio, where they keep those guys around and they get assets for Wiggins, they get assets for Poole. Mm-hmm. Now, I need to make sense. Think of it all would keep the younger players obviously and keep the train rolling for a long time. But I just think how the ownership is and how his career is and how the front office is and the loyalty that they've all, how that, how the franchises become building from the ground up. I just don't see the them big breaking up the big three of green Thompson and Curry. Yeah. I mean, they could very much hang out of that. The, you know, San Antonio did it with uh Parker, Ginobili, That's what I'm saying. uh Duncan and, you know, very it, similar franchises in that, in that respect. Yeah. I, and we we could see it happen. I think Golden State is in this area where they could do that, but at the same time, if they if their front office sees that their way to continue to stay relevant and in the mix for NBA championships is to trade some of the, I don't think, and we're not talking about Curry no. at all. He will retire a Warrior, and maybe Clay. I don't think Draymond. But I, even I, I just think you, I, the way that they are, I just think they would keep all three. No, and, and there's you, nothing. Then really- you look at Draymond and all the 
for criticism he got in the finals and the playoffs, and then he comes out and makes important plays. He's he, a, balled, he balled out one of those games. He had like eight points. Yeah, but the box he's not a box score guy. No, but his his Draymond's big thing is if you're really looking at box score stuff, where Draymond makes his impact at is the assist game. Because well, if Draymond's got like something like ten or more assists a game, the Warriors are well. Just look at him in the pick and roll aspect. Yeah, Put the ball in his hands, and then the guy Curry's running around like a maniac around him. And he's gonna give him the ball somehow and still pick and screen mm-hmm. while having the ball. He's the best in the league at that, and that's very you know the way that they run their offense. I think that's a very huge piece of that puzzle. Yeah, and I don't disagree. I mean, with you that. can't get shooters open unless you have guys willing to pay the price and screen for them. Yeah. Well. And now the really big question coming out of this finals that everybody's been asking is where do you put Steph Curry on your list of all all time now? Uh, I think when it comes to just straight up point guards, I think he's got to be at least number two. I already had him in my top five. I know you had him in your top five. That's why I miss the cowboy right now is to really – get him going about it yeah but i mean so what's your top five then um jordan agreed my number one as well kobe okay i can agree with all this so far curry lebron ah man but then you gotta think about tim duncan yeah and i i I, we've talked about this earlier this year, but I dock LeBron points for the way he, one, has handled his career, yeah. and two, handled this year right. specifically. So I would put a guy like Duncan before LeBron. That's, I'm all, all I would that. put a guy probably like Magic before LeBron. Yeah, then there's Magic, and then... Uh, now, when we get to that point, then I have no problem saying LeBron because I think... When it comes to most aspects of the game, LeBron beats out guys like Shaq and mm-hmm. uh, some other big names from our era of watching the sport. Yeah, Curry's no matter you know Curry's in the top five for sure. Yeah, I mean, he should be. He changed the game of basketball. I mean, are you kidding? Yeah, and I mean, I think like I and he's grew up as a player. He's not. He's not just an offensive. He's grown up as a defender too. It's not like he doesn't get two steals a game, also because he does. Yeah, I mean Curry. Ever since that run he made in the NCAA tournament, yeah, and everybody kind of looked at him and was like, "It was more. It was more after because the first year in the league he had that ankle problem. So the, the question was: Is is he going to be durable enough to handle the NBA?" You know, he's by, he has. But he's by far the most prolific three-point shooter that we will ever probably see. Uh, uh, that was the one question of him coming out of college. Is, is he going to be durable enough to have an NBA career? And he answered the question. Yeah, and he's won championships yep. four and eight years. Mm-hmm. Can't take any away from him. I think they only lost two. They went to six, I'm yeah. pretty sure. One MVP. One of finals MVP. Yeah. You know, he... Started to get the three-point record. And... He's going to smash that by a shit ton. And that's the thing is, like, right now in this era, you would probably say, well, who's the best player in the NBA right now? Because I would probably say it's Steph Curry's definitely top two. The only person I could see would be Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant's never anchored a championship on his own accord. Best player based on individual skills or best player based on what he's done? 
because Jokic. I mean, yeah, that's fair. And I mean, you can't. Uh, we still don't know. I mean, Luca's gonna climb. Well, yeah, it's not like Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is a bum personally. Yeah, well, and Giannis, we're talking yeah, Giannis, to you know, so. like. But it's a good young, you know, all these guys are in their prime. So yeah, so like good basketball moving forward. So I think we can quit a lot of the talk about LeBron, LeBron being the greatest of all time because I think that talk should be more. Yeah, centered well towards Steph Curry, whether he where he ranks. Well, I mean, on look at LeBron. Saying, LeBron. Oh, if I can go to any team, I'd go to Golden State. Of I course, mean, you would, you dick. He doesn't make. You can't well, beat course, him. Join him. He doesn't make our top five either of ours. No. And I'm willing to bet he doesn't make the Cowboys top five either. And I don't even really have to ask. Him. I just hope after his playing career, he becomes a GM and understands. He wants to become an owner. That's what he said. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Be fucking Jordan and the Hornets or whatever. Or Meh. yeah, Meh. pass, pass. Well, uh, U.S. Pass the match. Yes, U.S. Open real quick. Even uh, with the cowboy out, but Matt Fitzpatrick wins the U.S. Open at six under, narrowly edging out Will Zalatoris and world number one Scotty Scheffler. Uh, hit a nice bunker shot on eighteen, where Zalatoris actually thought that he was either going to have a chance to tie or win it. And Is that the one you got? Got to miss the putt to push for a playoff. Yeah. And he uh, hit that bunker shot that was just perfect placement. But uh, I guess he had won the U.S. Amateur on the exact same same course. course. And a lot of people were coming out last week saying it was his time to shine. And uh, I kind of wish one of the live golfers would have won it just to create some controversy with everything. But, you know. I think golf would need that a little bit. But, yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like, did you see? Oh, man. I got to. There's this meme out there where it's like regular Hulk Hogan and it's Phil Mickelson on the... I saw it. Did you see it? Did Brad send it to you? I don't remember. I mean, not Brad, but... Yeah. I think he might have. I knew I'd use it. All right, right. And then uh, it's Phil with the stubble as Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. You know, I had to finish it for everybody listening to us. Right, Hollywood. Leave them hanging. Uh, And then we're on to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, game one. Uh Great opening game, exactly what uh, we thought the series would be like. The Avs jumped out to a quick 3-1 lead after the first uh, with goals from Landeskog, Nishkushkin, Nishushkin, yeah. and uh, Lekkinen. Lekkinen from Montreal. Yep. Uh, but in the second, the Lightning strike twice in 48 seconds with goals from Palat and Sergachev. Yep, Sergachev, yep. <laughs> They would go to overtime, knotted at three apiece. But Burkowski scores for Colorado, 123 into overtime to take the game one victory, 4-3 Colorado. Great first game. Yeah. Uh, very up-tempo. And you see the depth of both teams of what it's going to entail. The rest of the ball. Let's go into game two. Yeah. Well, uh, game two, no. uh, the Avs put up a touchdown on the Lightning Saturday night. Right. Uh, Darcy Kemper pitched a shutout, stopping 17, and Vashi looked pedestrian at best. 7 nothing. Yeah. The Broncos beat the Buccaneers 7 nothing Saturday night. Right. Real quick, we talked about going into this, the depth in the four lines of Colorado. McKinnon hasn't been on the score sheet. Lannis Scott, Ranton has been there with helpers here and there. Darren Helm. I want to talk about Darren Helm for a minute. I, I, I was waiting for it. Start out with Detroit. His first NHL games were in the playoffs, that black cup run that we had in 08. He was always kind of like a you know speedy penalty killer. Not you know He could never finish, so he wasn't a goal scorer. Was with Detroit for, what, 13 years or so? Signs with Colorado. We were all like, whatever. It's all good. We're going through a 
He's episode 43. It's perfect for him. <laughs> for us. Us and them. Him. Uh, anyway, goes to Colorado. Perfect. You know, it's not like Detroit need him anymore because we we're going through what we're going through. But he played 11 minutes and 46 seconds in game two. He scored a goal, which is great. Yes, he did. Do you know how many hits he had? Body checks he had? Uh, 11 minutes and 48 seconds? Yes. 92. Oh, well, that's outrageous. That, <laughs> it's outrageous. Typically, you'd have like three or four. He had 11. It's a hit a minute. And I and you want to know the, fu- the funny thing is when I thought that, that in my head, I thought about guessing something like that, but I went even crazier because I thought 11 was outrageous. <laughs> it is. It is outrageous. I was looking at the box score, and I, I watched that game. It was kind of in the background, you know, because it was getting out of control. And every time I saw him around, run around the ice, he's hitting Hedman. He's hitting all the defenders. He's going back across the ice, hitting Hedman again, who is probably six inches taller than he is. Uh, when the whole kind of weak line brawl happened in the third period, he was fucking with Stamkos. I don't know if this is like his last run and he's going to retire because he is, what, 35? But he's playing like it's his last one. And kudos to him. Because when I saw the 11 hits in the box score, and he's not much of a, you know, rough and tough guy. Yeah, amen. But you don't want to, you don't want to think a fourth line player who plays 11 minutes is making a difference. You're out of control, and this is why role players are a huge thing. We talk about the Stanley Cups with Detroit one. We had awesome Hall of Fame players across the board, but you don't think that first Stanley Cup probably wouldn't have come as easily if we didn't have Chris Draper. Albi, Kosher, McCarty. So this is my point of you can draft players all day long. You'd have awesome players all day long that you want to, you know, try to get 60 points a year, you know, 20 goals. These are the guys that make the difference. And kudos to Darren Helm for fucking he was pissing me off at the end of the tenure with Detroit because he was always on a breakaway, he couldn't finish. But this aspect of his game, being a penalty killer and being the four checker that he's played, he is making a difference for Colorado. Tim Bay's got a lot of ground to make up. Yeah, currently they just went into the first intermission. Tampa Bay leads 2-1. Tampa Bay scored two Tampa goals. Bay did score two goals after, since we started. Uh, and, yeah, we'll check in probably later on. Uh, but, no, uh, what do you think the Lightning need to do to get back in the series? Start out better. I mean, when Colorado in every game, I feel like they play, they score within the first three minutes of the game. Uh, you got to put some sort of – you have Vasilevsky as your goalie, but it's not like Kempker's awful. He's a a solid starter. He's a journeyman goalie. But put some pucks in that. Seventeen shots not good enough. No, God no. Like I thought that was put people the, front and crash the, the crease. The, the goals I saw on Vasilevsky did not look like No, they were he's been he's been laying he's been laying some eggs this whole playoffs. Yeah, he's been going hot and cold. And then games, cold. you know, three, four, five, six, he comes out of control and plays like a maniac. So there's still always that opportunity for Tampa Bay to come back. You I'm not saying that, but yeah, I think you know the Corey Perry's, the Maroons. These guys got to be more chippy, and but you know at the same time, Colorado's scoring goals, and Nathan McKinnon hasn't showed up. McCarr scored two the last game, which two that they really didn't need. But you know, what if they start scoring? Yeah, I mean, and Russell Wilson scored scored all those touchdowns last game. Yeah, well, that one. Yeah, uh, Jason Elam kicked all those extra points. <laughs> Jason Elam? Is he a Bronco? Yeah. Oh. Before McManus. Oh, yeah, that's right. Come on. Yeah, Jesus. Well, that's the end of this week's full spread. Yeah. Uh, 
real quick before we get into uh, clearly what a lot of people be, you know, the game's in Tampa tonight, so everyone's going to be needing Ball and light lights. yo-yo and hot dog next guy to Florida. I finally, oh. finally played it for Joe. However. I played it on the way home for him. Yeah, because that asshole, I meant to tell you this. So I was, he was like, he came on the other day. He was like, oh, yeah, I finally heard the Detroit, the Tampa Bay nightlife thing. Like we've been playing that for weeks. Have you we not been listening to our podcast? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's been watching a different Red Wings podcast on his TV, and I yelled at him. I said, this is going to change. Not wait till I tell Kyle about this. You're in deep, deep trouble. Oh, Mr. Caputo. Deep, deep trouble. Well, we are going to say... Get out of here, kitty cat! Okay. To the... Get Chet shirt at com. Right. Uh, zero sold. I didn't, I didn't even buy one. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I. Yeah. Uh, you can still Fucking go lottery. to shop.spinebustersports.com for uh, 10% off using the promo code PAPPIES. That's P-A-P-P-Y-S uh, at checkout. You can use it on Spinebuster Sports, The Feast. You can get yourself a Pappy's Place t-shirt. Um, yeah, you know, we got a lot of fun stuff on there. We got leggings, uh, the, the feast leggings, ladies, if you want to get that ass feasted, grab some of the feast leggings. Yes. Uh, we've got, uh, the feast cock rings now. Shut up. No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> get out of here. yeah. And well, since everyone's on their way to Florida for the Stanley Cup Finals, we're gonna give everyone that taste of what they really need. Go to shop.spinebustersports.com and follow these directions. Holler. Summer is here, the kids are getting out of school, and vacations are getting planned. Don't wait to plan or be on vacation and have nothing to do. Hi, I'm Kyle from Spinebuster Sports, and now you can go to shop.spinebustersports.com and get your copy of Yo-Yo and Hot Dog Next Guide to Florida. Now you can enjoy the Sunshine State like a pro with Yo-Yo and Hot Dog Next Guide to Florida. It is your quintessential guide to everything Florida has to offer. Want to fish for sharks? You'll be the coolest guy in a boat since Michael Bolton. Eats! This has every fast food establishment in the state listed, as well as reviews of drive-through times and customer satisfaction. Amusement parks? You bet your corn-fed ass we do. You'll be running around with that rodent and all his fucking pals quicker than you can say 1-800-DIAL-IT-UP. Hotels and rentals? You'll be in the house in no time. Bing bong! Hello! Act now and get a special gift. Joe Caputo's Guide to Tampa Nightlife. Find love or tickle that naughty side of you with this guide to get filled with Tampa Nightlife. And order in the next 15 minutes and we'll also include the Frugler's Takeout Deal and Fast Food Guide to all of West Michigan. This offer won't last long, so act now. Go to shop.spinebustersports.com and powerbomb your vacation. Yo-Yo and Hot Dogs Next Guide to Florida does not include half gallons of Captain or Tito's, Ubers to Wendy's, fireproof carpet, or repeated calls from your friends to delete Facebook statuses, and all sales are final. Plus, coming soon to shop.spinebustersports.com, the Glaze My Pound Cake t-shirt. Go to shop.spinebustersports.com for everything The Feast, Spinebuster Sports, and Pappy's merchandise related. And don't forget, tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. for The Feast by Spinebuster Sports, available on all major podcasting platforms.
Welcome to the non-big show. Rockin' and rollin'. This needs to be fluffed. What is fluffed? The show. What do you mean? You know, like a fluffer. Oh, yeah. But you said the non-big show. I said it just needs to be fluffed. Well, somebody can fluff me anytime. It's open Yeah, season. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got a haircut. We, we've been in open season for a minute, bro. <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a haircut, so I look like 2010 again. Should we answer that question my mom asked like months ago on Facebook questions? If us two gentlemen are single. Oh, man. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, did you see the drama between the Warriors and Jaron Jackson? Like apparently, oh, the Clay Thompson thing? Yeah. yeah Whatever. Twitter. Yeah. Oh, shit. Fucking, Fucking just makes me laugh. Yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. Just talking all like. Something, something about hey, strength man. and numbers. Yeah, like that yeah. when they beat them in March. Right. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, man. Uh, Talk when you win one. Yeah, right. Uh, getting into NBA draft coverage. Yeah. Good looking, sexy pants over there. Uh, Pistons, number four pick. Five. Number five pick. Fuck. A uh, lot of talk about uh, moving up. Yeah, I, there's there's rumor. I, I read something new about Jeremy Grant every day. I think the three teams that I consistently hear about is Sacramento, who does have the four pick overall, 76ers, and then uh, a new one I heard today was the Miami Heat. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, something's going to happen. On, I mean, if you're going to move them, Something's going to happen on draft night, you would think. Yeah, you wouldn't think we're going to end up going into the season with him. I've seen the Wizards, perhaps. The Wizards was no one. But, like, it's... Is Jaden Ivey really good enough for us to go up and give up Jeremy Grant and the number five pick for? Because that's what, at the cheapest, people are going to yeah, want. Yeah, if somebody else is trying to grab the pick, yeah. Because Sacramento's not going to take Jordan Ivey. Or Jaden Ivey. Or Jaden Ivey, sorry. So, uh, but I feel like you'd, you'd still have to get away. I don't It feels like a lot of people are talking about trying to go up to number four, too. It's not just us. Right. Indiana behind us. Uh, whoever's right behind Indiana. Yeah. I mean, if you're, at, you're, if you're getting all these offers for Jeremy Grant, you obviously want to take the best offer. One, you want to get a pick out of it. Two, what other assets are going to come with it? You also have to think about that they're going to have to match Jeremy's grand yeah. contract. So we're going to get probably like three players out of it, or at least you know, a, a prospect, a pick, and then somebody's contract who's outrageous. Yeah, most and, likely. But you know the thing, the talks with Portland, like there was always a lot no. of talk with Portland at seven uh, for taking Jeremy Grant, but those seem to have cooled off quite a bit. Yeah, I. I think if it's going to be something pick-wise that we're going to get, it's going to be something in the 20s that's going to be associated with Which Jeremy Grant. isn't terrible because no. uh, what, what, what's your thought? Uh, our GM has not done a terrible job of making out with great players in those mid-first-round mid picks. Yeah, I mean, I think... Sadiq Bay has... Come on, Isaiah Stewart was another pick in that area. Mm-hmm. Like us, that's like a low key like move that we 
I could definitely see us making and grabbing somebody that we like in that. Well, the one, the one I liked was it was Jamie Grant uh, for Tibble, Tobias Harris, somebody else, and I think the twenty second overall pick. Interesting. You have now you have a perimeter defender. You get another pick. You have Harris who can still score. You can always maybe try to burn him, turn him, turn and burn him for something else later on. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Sacramento thing, it'd be really cool if we could somehow get the fourth pick overall without trading the fifth. Would that be an option? How desperate is Sacramento to winning now? Because they, you know, made a couple of those trades that try to go that route, but I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, that's the thing is, like, best case scenario where it stands right now, I say, is everything staying pad above us, Sacramento being forced to pick, and J.D. and Ivy fall into us at five. That'd be a best-case scenario. Best-case scenario. I mean, another, like, really wild and crazy thing that possibly could happen is, for some reason, Chet Holmgren falls. Also true. Uh, that I put on more of the most ridiculous things that could possibly happen. I don't think, I mean, if Sacramento's there, I don't think he falls past them. But, I don't know, maybe. Unless somehow Sacramento pulls off a trade for their number four pick before draft night, but I don't think it's going to probably happen. Yeah. Oh, but there's the, the thing that's interesting is there's mutual interest between both Ivy and Detroit. He's from Michigan. Um, his mom played for the shock. Yep. I saw. Uh, so that's intriguing, but you know, how much are you willing to spend? Are you, are his you, mom went to Notre Dame as well. I didn't want to mention that. Um, you know, are you gonna? Are you cool? I mean, are you cool with Grant and five for four? Yeah, I, I I can't say I wouldn't be like mad about it. I just feel like I mean, if he's the player that you want out of all the other transactions that are you know all the other you know the trades that are coming at you, proposals that are coming at you is is he is you at the end of the day Detroit's gonna make the what is your number one play out of all that who who do you want the most do you want Ivy the most do you want another pick the most do you want um are you fine with taking Keegan like the, are, the you, potential are, you, are, you, taking, are you fine with taking Murray or Sharp or somebody else if all four of those well, guys that's the thing is like I think I think Shaden Sharp was more of a move if we got the number seven pick where we because do you want to take a guy with as many with like the highest ceiling, but but like who knows? Because right now, Shaden Char or not Keegan Murray can. He's the most know, ready, but he's not he's high the ceiling. Most ready, yeah, exactly. He doesn't have a high ceiling. And Shaden Sharp has a very high ceiling, but we also have so many question marks and unknowns. And do we want to take another gamble? Yeah, again on an unknown. Like that's why I, th- I think a lot of the Shaden Sharp like chatter came up with us moving Jeremy Grant for that number seven pick and being able to take Murray and Sharp and I just think I don't think like you said Murray's ready I don't think we'd be happy with Murray I think we want something more over you know for number five want something to make a little splash I think I think a ceiling is more important at number five than you know I don't know that's tough call we'll see that's be interesting i think there's gonna be a lot of moves on the draft night well and we we kind of underestimate the fact of maybe the pistons just moving back yeah you don't think so no no, you no think? i don't think that'd be an option 
Because, I mean, the thing is, if we get if we can get something decent for Jeremy Grant, like, we're in a position with a couple key players to in, and some development for this team to make moves very quickly. Yeah, well, we got money, too. So, yeah. but I don't think we move back. Okay. Uh, you got a worst-case scenario for the Pistons? Yeah, we trade Jeremy Grant for just nothing that's going to help us in the future. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, okay, getting a pick in the 20s is great and stuff, but I, if you're doing that, you need at least somebody that's either ready to play now to help you now, that's going to be part of your team for the next 10 years, or, you know. Well, the thing is we have to trade that's always a sc- We, we have to. It, 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 that's probably the worst-case scenario that we don't trade him. How about that? Yeah, yeah that would, because we, we can't go into next season with him on our team. In my eyes, we can't because I don't see any way that it really works. I mean, and there's enough talk that people want. I just don't see them not pulling a trigger to get rid of them. Yeah. But, you know, I've, who knows? So, who do you want? I want Ivy. I'd yeah. take Ivy. I'd, I would love for one of the other big Rank them. Rank, rank, rank Murray, Sharp, Ivy based on. What, Ivy, Sharp, Murray. Yeah, that's the same way I think I'm going to go is Ivy, Sharp, Murray because. <sighs> Ivy just compliments the rest of what we're doing right now. And like, yeah, even even though we had to get Chetcher, I'm not still the craziest on Chet Holmgren just because of his question of durability. Well, I know you said you said he moves like a feather. Call it like it's Stephen Curry syndrome. We can have the question his durability. We can have the Bruce brothers. It'll be. I still think I don't think people Holmgren and Luca Garza. I just don't think people. You know, I see a lot of people are uh, pinning him like Porzingis. He plays a different game than Porzingis does. Okay, and I think his off. It's just the way he looks. That's why everyone puts him on Porzingis. Okay. But like, no, and I get and I get what you're saying because you can't his just off. Like look at I don't like his that. off the ball defense of guarding the rim. It's not like he's just a, a feather on offense and he can dribble and he can you know has a has a has range and he fucking blocks a lot of shots for a 190 pound seven footer who doesn't have any muscle mass. Yeah, I tell people all the time he's not going to guard your center. He's not going to guard your. 278 pound center if you have one he's gonna guard your power forward your four or your three and he's gonna play weak side offside fucking defense and block the shit out of people who burns the other guys like i don't know i think it's an underrated asset and i hope i hope i hope he fails so i'm wrong you know yeah. i hope he fails but you know just i don't expect him to be a 25 12 and fucking five guy i love you right now but if he gives me 18 9 and 5 and blocks three shots a game. Okay. Yeah. The, the, having fear of protecting the rim goes a long way. Yeah, you got to protect the hole, bro. I'm just saying. The yeah. game's going to eventually turn where all this three-point shit, it's just like the NFL with, you know, there's years of seven years in a row where it's a passing league, and then it's next seven is going to be a running league. Man, just man defense, locked He's down. one that can do both. Okay. I'm just saying, I think there's more intangibles <laughs> for him, and I understand the whole durability thing, but <laughs> Stephen Curry yeah, but- Durability but, issues, but me and you are counterintuitive minds. Like we look at what everybody's doing and just look at how to counter that. I'm just, I'm just saying that he can fit a lot, lot of. He's, I don't know. I think, I think he can fit a lot of things for your team. And yeah, okay, he's 190 pound, seven footer, and he's got legs that are. My fingers are, you know, more thicker. So, yeah, there we go. Than his yeah, legs they have more girth. But I don't know, Thickness. man. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> 
I hope I'm. I hope. I, I hope you're wrong too, because we had to get Chet shirt. They didn't sell a single fucking shirt, no. and we left it on there. I hope also hope he puts up thirty, fifteen, and five, and fuck off. Yeah, you can still get the get Chet shirt for maybe yeah. a day or two. Uh he if he fell to us at five though, if we don't take him on a snap. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got anything else with a uh, draft? You got any? Um. Anybody number one? Going number one? Yeah. You think it's going to be... Uh, I think it's going to be Smith. Jabari Smith Jr. Heard that. Oh, yeah. Get it. Oh, my god. For some goodness. reason, that cannot wait to the break. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. We were, um, I mean, we, we aren't going to the break. We're going to Detroit Tigers minute, but it's like the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah but, uh, yeah, but buckle in for after that because... Woo! I got some mine. I got some stuff on my mind. Yeah, you do. So you're going to the rant? Or are you going to Tigers minute? We're going Tigers minute Ooh. break. Ooh. And then, and then my rant. Sox's rant. Get ready. Can't wait. I'm sure. All right. And we'll be right back with uh after the Detroit Tigers minute. It's that time again. I'm pound cake, and it's time for another Detroit Tigers minute. I mean, do you really need to fucking ask how this week went? Open last week against the fucking White Cox, and we put out three days of lineups with guys who should be taking bad advice from Adam fucking Dunn. Lose Monday 9-5. Lose Tuesday 5-1. Oh, weird. Lose Wednesday 13-0. Then Thursday and Friday, we take a spin kick to the dome from Walker and the rest of the goddamn Texas Rangers. 3-1 loss Thursday and 7-0 again on Friday. Then Saturday and Sunday, the stars and moons must have aligned because we got a 14-7 win Saturday with the boys adding a staggering 10% on top of their home run total for the year and followed up with a 7-3 win Sunday. Greener days may be on the horizon as Riley Green made his long-awaited Major League debut Saturday, going two for five over the two games this weekend and also taking four walks. The boys will be summoning the spirit of Rocco and sacrificing the cat when they're in Boston for three games to start the week. And this weekend, we'll be packing up our game and headed out west as we'll be battling out the Diamondbacks for three games starting Friday. Back next week with your extremely disappointing Detroit Tigers Minute. Maybe the Pistons won't mess things up this week. Diamondbacks. <laughs> I was also going to bring something else up after coming out of the break. Oh, Walker told me I had AIDS. <laughs> I meant to put that on. That's the other one. Let's see what one of these buttons does. Guys Night Out! That works. Guys Night Out. Detroit Tigers. Riley Green. Four walks in two games. Um, I think he is going to make Torkelson come out of his shell as well. I hope so. I'm excited. they need it. I'm excited. You no, know, I did... I did Get excited doing this right up this week and seeing the fourteen seven win and Riley Green went what two, uh, two for three two for three the first game and one for two oh for, oh for two of the second oh, for two game. with two walks yeah, yeah with yeah. two walks uh, yeah you know we uh, we got Boston this week week which should be fun and mm-hmm. then uh, Diamondbacks so who knows oh the purple cobras yep. Well, like 20 years ago, yesterday on Sunday, it was like the the triumphant win for Average Joe's Gym. Yeah. In the dodgeball tournament. That's I did see that. On ESPN, the Ocho. Yeah, on the Ocho. I'll buy one hell of a blumpkin. Yes, I will. Yeah, I've listened to episode one. <laughs> of ours? Yes. Oh. 
It was spectacular. No, what? <laughs> Bet it was. We were on top of our absolutely yeah all right 100% Kyle 100% Kyle absolutely <laughs> oh man yeah it was awkward at first but well, you know we hit our stride we have okay. our moments yeah uh after this promo about some funny shit we w- did this one time like 12 episodes ago mm-hmm. uh you did you bring something funny with you or are we just gonna rant you know just fucking pound sign the feast rants coming up after this promo I did bring something funny though Ooh, I get to play the music? Yeah, if you want. I will uh, after this promo. Okay. All right. Check out The Feast by Spinebuster Sports, available on all major podcasting platforms every Tuesday at 8 a.m. And go to SpinebusterSports.com for all the latest news on The Feast and other Spinebuster Sports podcasts. And go to Shop.SpinebusterSports.com for all The Feast, Spinebuster Sports, and Pappy's merchandise needs. Now we're going to throw it back to episode 31, where we talked about what we had learned that day. Kyle, what'd you learn this week? I learned that Shaheen Holloway was pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered to Scene Hall before St. Peter's got off the floor Sunday. Are you are you hurt by that? No, I just, that's, that's what I learned. Okay. I've learned something. <laughs> you kind of learned anything last week. You knew it all. <laughs> I just blacked out. It's like... Oh, uh, yeah, I learned that uh, I put pants on. I learned that dogs don't lay eggs. <laughs> that's I learned something today. <laughs> I, learned, I learned if you take a nice creamy shit in the best bedroom, that's okay. Uh, Burns, what did you learn this week? Uh, <laughs> um, Carmelo wears a gimp mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't know that. That's wild. Uh <laughs> Mike Shushevsky's a piece of shit. I, no, I knew that shit. <laughs> no, I learned I've known that for a long that's, time. That's the one I learned. I've known that for a long time. Uh, I, oh, what did I learn? Uh, I learned about the Steiner brothers. <laughs> Joe and Mark. <laughs> Rick and Scott from Bay City, Michigan. Terrific. University of Michigan alums. National champions in wrestling. Terrific. Socks, what did you learn today? I learned that if you want a good towel, <laughs> you go to com. <laughs> and also, if you want to get your ear holes filled, you should listen to The Feast every Tuesday morning. If we slap you with fucking knowledge. Yeah, we'll slap. And we'll even give you a towel to clean it up with. <laughs> Count it. Have a good night, everybody. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Oh God! Well played. Welcome back. He's a cowboy. You totally, you totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> if you enjoyed that, you want to hear other funny stuff. Check out our archives available on all major podcasting platforms, and remember to subscribe so you'll get our latest episode every Tuesday at 8 a.m. It's the Feast by Spinebuster Sports. Promo, promo. I almost got lost there for a second. <laughs> I, I was waiting for it. <laughs> Welcome back. Feast. My most reports. Funny show of the week. You know, go into that now. Or are we doing something else? Yeah, we can. Uh, you got something random you want to talk about? Fill time real quick. <laughs> no. My no. Ran- my randomness is my Tigers. Oh, Colorado scored three to two. Three to two. Three to two. <laughs> 
rock and roll. Early in the second. Well, yeah. Socks Sanchez, funny shit of the week. Just tell me what to do. Um, Load it. It's the Sox Sanchez side-splitting funny shit of the week. Respect the elderly, motherfucker. Oh, that's my favorite. I just remembered that that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, funny shit of the week. I know we've been on an SNL kick the last several weeks, so I'm going to stay on that train. It's like we know each other. Yeah. So it's going to be on YouTube, SNL. Brecken brings home his boyfriend. It's going to be the Kissing Family featuring Paul Rudd and the return of Fred Armisen, Kristen Wiig, and Bill Hader and Maya Rudolph. Fantastic. So that would be the funny shit of the week because that's funny shit. One person that somebody brought up to me that we I forgot to talk about that was kind of this thing is driving me insane. Um, Jim Brewer on SNL. There's always reports that he hated everybody there because he wanted to be in everything and he obviously wasn't. But Goat Boy, I remember just, <laughs> remember Goat Boy? <laughs> remember Goat Boy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just remember that one oh, when I first got in the SNL oh, man. of being top notch. So another funny shit. I don't know if there's anything else you could have brought up that was more random. Yeah. That would have made me laugh. Well, because I, I was thinking of like what caught me and Goat Boy caught me. Yeah. Uh, and also, check out all of Jim Brewer's stand-up uh, DVDs if you don't. And if have you haven't it. seen Half-Baked. All that, too. But Jim Brewer's stand-up, top-notch. Top-notch. So, that's my. there's my random thought, Kyle. You're uh, fun. Sox Sanchez, side-splitting, funny shit of the week. Week, 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 week. Elderly motherfucker. Well, hashtag. Pound uh, sign. Pound sign feast the feast rants. We're using the R word this week. Rants. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna be in big trouble. Uh, we're we're gonna talk some hot bets with Burns. Yeah. See what I did there? Right. Yeah. Uh, we'll move that to next week. Yeah, because we want to talk about football in some June. And something, man. It was, it was to get out of doing a fucking countdown again, and me and you ranting for ten minutes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So we'll just wait. That's what we're doing. Uh, you want to go first, or do you want me to lead up with the pro wrestling? Uh, I don't care. Okay. Do you want to do pro, pro wrestling? That's fine. Yeah, I'll do pro wrestling. So, okay. Uh, Your top five, right? Well, I'm, well, before we get into that, oh boy. some major news did come out this week. We don't have to touch on a whole hell of a lot of it. Here but, he did enough touching. Yeah. Vince, <laughs> Vince McMahon is no longer the CEO yeah. of the WWE. And been a long time that i've thought about what would happen when this day mm. comes and i don't know if anything's really going to happen mm. yet but i'm hopeful for new things ahead in the wwe i'm hopeful that maybe this is the end of vince mcmahon that maybe vince being vince finally caught up with him and Triple H and Stephanie can finally lead and do make the WWE what we are missing so dearly from the original NXT that was buried by Vince. But, you know, it's pro wrestling. So, socks, you ready to get you ready to get them blown off? Your socks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the much anticipated. We've been talking about it since Episode one, the pound cake 
pro wrestling top five list, top five pro professional wrestlers in the world. Honorable mention Okada from Japan been doing it for years. Just lost the new Japan pro wrestling heavyweight championship to Jay white who also did not make the list and he would be an honorable mention as well. But Okada has the best matches, the greatest matches of all time. Three against our number four on the list. But number five is Gunther, the WWE intercontinental champion, uh, formerly known as Walter came up through WWE UK and WWE NXT. Uh, the man is very tall uh, he has lost some weight and uh, has some definition now. Kind of, uh, you know, looked very awkward before. But he uh, gives you a chop that you will remember for the rest of your life. Mm. And wrestles his ass off. And is probably the best wrestler on the main roster right now outside of maybe AJ Styles. Uh, a guy who was honored this week by TNA as the greatest wrestler of the last 20 years. But uh, number four, the man I talked about with his great matches with Kazuka Okada, it's Kenny Omega. You know, he's been out all year, but uh, as you know very well with me, Sox, that doesn't necessarily change my top five. Somebody can leave wrestling for many years and still be my number one. Uh, Weird. The man puts on a wrestling clinic. Can't wait to see him come back. Had one of the best storylines the last five years when he was the belt collector, mm -hmm. something that uh, Sox had thrown around as an idea for a long, long time mm -hmm. in our belief. Now they actually have a microphone where they can hear us, Sox. Uh, number three, Adam Cole carries over from NXT. Uh, he's been the best talker on the microphone for years now, I feel like. And... Maybe. He, you know, just won the Owen Hart tournament. And damn, I forgot to do the Adam Cole, baby. Baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, no, I mean, nothing but sky's the limit. We'll see him. You know, there's going to be a lot of these guys that have been kind of sitting around AEW yeah. that are going to have to start squaring off against each other. Right. It's going to be quite interesting when it starts going down. Uh, number two is the AEW champion. He's injured right now. He's going to be on the shelf for a while. Uh, it's CM Punk Sox, number two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you know, he has held the number one spot for the better part of... A decade. Uh, over, I think. Right. Yeah. And he is just what I love in pro wrestling. I talked to one of our second or third episode, or no, our first episode I talked about CM Punk. It was his debut back in pro wrestling. And... Uh, how moving that was. But number one is the man that everybody's talking about. Yeah. It's my man, the greatest heel in pro wrestling, yeah. and the guy that can just talk the talk, and that's MJF. Yeah. He is the best bad guy, and you know, Socks, how much I love a bad boy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, currently gone. I don't know. Ricky Vaughn was your favorite. <laughs> the the wild thing yeah that's right uh currently gone i imagine he'll be coming back uh very soon to AEW in some sort of fashion we'll figure it out who knows with the way AEW tells our stories who knows if we ever see him again yeah but uh he'll turn up somewhere soon enough i don't believe 
this thing, this whole thing that he's got going in AEW is no work until he shows up on WWE TV. Fair. Like, I believe it's just all work. These guys are just committing to their storylines. Like, yeah. you know, and it's something that hasn't been done in a long time in pro wrestling. And uh, Tony Khan refuses to comment on MJF. MJF is completely off social media. And the only thing that interests me with the whole MJF thing and not being is they like if. It, the, the fact that they pulled their merch when he does that hot promo like that is questionable to me. But well, they pulled his merch. They took him off the website. Like I know, they do, but, but he nails that promo, and then you don't leave merch on there. Like no, and that's a, but that's the that's why they're doing everything that you would just assume that they we hope, would do. We hope, but how many times has anything in pro wrestling led us to think that oh, this is this and this and this and this? And this then, I think I think Tony Khan's one of us. I don't know. I question him. He's sometimes. been writing. He's been writing pro wrestling since he was thirteen, and that's what these storylines we're getting. I'm sure are stories from like, yeah. He wrote years ago, and he just has to decide who he wants to play what role. Yeah. Like, but there isn't anyone hotter in pro wrestling right now than MJF. Uh, notably omitted from the top five list, Roman Reigns, mm. and. Uh, he was omitted because of his new deal. He's not appearing. WWE's taking the champ off pay-per-views again, mm-hmm. and it drives us crazy when they do that. Uh, I think I like the idea of it kind of raising up these other championships, the U.S. title and the Intercontinental yeah. title to another level, um, and the 24-7 title. No, I'm kidding. But it'll be interesting, the changes that we see in the upcoming year going into next year's WrestleMania season and how things play out with uh, – no offense. Everything going on. Yeah. Yeah. And when CM Punk comes back and the whole MJF thing, but that uh that was my very anticipated top five socks. We'll we'll see when we get the next update. Who knows? Who knows? It could be it hasn't changed in quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is still out there. Shawn Michaels is still out there. Cesaro could be signed any day. Yeah. I'm interested to see who uh played was Ezekiel's brother tonight because it you know he will we will do a new top five next week if what Damian, I told you Damian Sandow. If Damian Sandow we have not watched we have not watched Monday Night Raw at all we're Tampa Bay is currently beating Colorado four to two in the second and that's what we're watching in the studio right now and if it's Damian Sandow that is a private conversation that me and Sox had and I can't wait you can only hope, and then and then when Cody Rhodes comes back and wins the Royal Rumble, him and David Sandbauer are gonna be Rhodes scholars. I don't think he'll be back by Royal Rumble time. There's, there's, there, is that what they said? Nine months. Yeah, but they said there could be like a if it's a decent heel, and doesn't necessarily have to do much. It could be like the Triple H back in 02 when he comes back from his quad. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, he could go number 30 and just surprise everybody and then yeah. all he has to do is talk for 2 months. Like, you know, if they if they if if you see where they're building up Seth Rollins in the Royal Rumble, expect to see Cody Rhodes at 30. And that's fair. Yeah. Uh Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren's going to show up. Holmgren's going to show up. Well, choke choke out somebody. I've been waiting for the pound sign rant. The word that we're not supposed to use around certain people we know because it's not like they listen. Yeah, he doesn't listen. He doesn't care. Oh, can we go back? How much do I bet Birds doesn't listen this week? Ah, well, shame, 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 shame. 
to our friends that listen, we love you. At least I called it. Yeah. Okay, you guys all ready for this? I'm sweaty thinking about it. Pound sign, Detroit Tigers, Sox ring. I'm going to start off. By the people close that know me. One of my favorite things. Obviously, when your team, your favorite teams win, that's what it's all about, right? But my favorite thing in the world is teams retooling and how they rebuild. Especially when they, yeah, Kyle, Kyle swings his microwave. Yeah, here we go. Uh, we were fortunate. I was fortunate enough growing up being in the state of Michigan, even though I was on the west side, but still had family roots in Detroit. Red Wings were relevant right when I started paying attention to sports. You know, they started when they made it the, the final against New Jersey, then they won those two cups. Hockey was an awesome thing. Basketball, Detroit Pistons. It was coming out of the bad boy years. Isaiah messes up his Achilles. We draft Grant Hill. Grant Hill was a very awesome face for a basketball team. It, when you're a young kid, especially. And the whole jersey thing, awesome. Trey Lions, I'm not going to talk about because that's just a shit show. Detroit Tigers. Fortunate that we had some personalities when I was growing up. Cecil Fielder, they just honored him over the weekend in Detroit. You know, I like Travis Ryman, Tettleton. That was Burns' honorable mention. Top 10 Detroit sports athletes. <laughs> going through the years of Tony Clark, Bobby Higginson, going through the years of Jeremy Bonderman, the awful Tigers when Trammell managed, into the Leland years when we started winning and all that kind of stuff. Detroit Tigers, in the state of mind right now, I think we're, to say that we, some of us were duped, could be true. I was one of them. I wasn't expecting them to be a playoff team. I was expecting them to be a 500 team. Their bullpen is very overachieving. Their starting pitching has been on the shelf. But let's talk about their the, what they've done the last six. We've been retooling here for about six years, they say, right? Ever since we've let go of Osimus. And then we had um, Garden Hire. We made, we made several trades over the last several years. Uh, Finishing last many times. You know, one was the Fister trade but way back when. Verlander, the prospects that we got out of him was Dax Cameron, Jake Rogers. Okay, great. Castellanos, we got, I think we got Alex Lang out of that. Awesome, great. Shane Green, I can't remember who we got out of that. Anyway, my story is, the last six years, we've had these whole, these very prolific players that have been gone to be successful. What, ha- what are we, what are our returns? So Alex Avila, senior. I've given him the benefit of doubt the last several years. Needs to go immediately. The aspect. Get out of here, kitty. <laughs> Literally. Five or two. It starts with there. Now, A.J. Hinch, I'm good with A.J. Hinch being on our bench. I think he's he's making it work with what he has. I know Burns was trying to build us up with the Javi Baez signing. He got, what, $140 million? There are baseball players out there in the world that don't strike out. Believe it or not. There's baseball players out there in the world that actually walk. There's baseball players out there that can make adjustments. Paying have paying somebody that has more strikeouts than hits in general is really starting to stress me out. Adam fucking done. I I talked about Trevor's story in the offseason, being the guy I wanted to sign for less money, and nobody wanted to hear it from me. 
And then you see him in Boston doing what he's doing. Being consistent. He's not doing anything outrageous. But he's also not batting 190. He also has more hits than strikeouts. When we had Cabrera for so long, we had Victor Martinez, and we had some guys that could hit Sheffield. And When are we going to realize as an organization of what our ballpark is? We're not a hitting park. We're a gap-hitting park. But the game's about... We know that. The game is about hitting home runs now, and then apparently it's either you hit a home run or you strike out. Now, I'm a big believer. We talk about this all the time of trends changing. Now, next year there's... You know, hopefully they'll get away with the shift. Hopefully. That's going to change some things. But even with all these analytics and all this stuff and how pitchers are dominant and all these things, there are still players out there that don't strike out as much as our whole team strikes out. Where I'm going with this is this season with Mize having Tommy John now, some of these number one draft picks not turning out to what they're going to be. We have two people in Green and Torkelson. And who else? We're behind now. We are officially. I, I don't. I This is the one of the first times in my life being a sports fan, especially a local Detroit of where I don't know what where we are as an organization in Detroit Tigers. It starts with Avila. He's a go. Bye bye. Like I said, I'm cool. Hinch, I, the batting coach hasn't been fired yet. I'm really surprised by that. And then if Chris Fetter takes the Michigan job, there goes your overachieving bullpen. I think we're in a down. I think Detroit Tigers were on fire. Then I think even we realize right now, and it just bums me out. In the game of baseball that has become so analytical. And if that's the case, why aren't we going that route with the analytics? Yeah, why aren't we taking advantage of the fact? I mean, did you really did you really think Robbie Grossman was going to be something special? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that he's that he's a great C plus player, but you can only have so many C plus players. Yeah, you know, out of all these trades with the Verlander and getting rid of Scherzer and you know the Prince Fielder for Kinsler, great, but the Kinsler tra- getting rid of all these all stars. And we have we got nothing in return. Cassianos, what did we get? Nothing. Yeah. We got I think Alex Lang. I, I I just I don't Mike Elch's favorite sport was baseball. Mike Elch Senior. His son needs to do something about this the state of the front office and get rid of Alex Avila immediately. And like I said, this comes from when I read a Barstool Sports article. Kind of stems from a lot of that, but it's been true. We've been saying, me and you have been saying this for a while. Like you were a little more willing to give Alvila a little more leniency, but like it's over. It, it's got to be. It's got to be over. We have to go out and look for a GM that is going to. Well, we have. Do, I it, think the, it, the end of the story. We're on fire more than. <coughs> Yeah, no, we are because we're, we're it's, on fire because it's June and we're talking about firing our GM. Yeah, and like he probably could have been fired three years ago, but you know the drafting on the green and draft Torgelson and even last year's draft. I think we drafted drafted Jackson Joe by the high school. I think there's definitely other players like we're hurting. 
Yeah. And, like, you know, props to Burns. I know Baez is his favorite player of all time with the Cubs. Cool. I want to be on that bad. I love I love his energy when he when he's in, but he's not in it to win 162 games. He's in it to win it maybe. Like the other game, um, Sunday, I think he was. Stole a couple bases. Uh, scored on a bloop single from first, or from second, rather. Awesome. But he doesn't play like that every single day. I just am extremely disappointed in the fact that we're going to waste one of the, a weird thing that the De- Detroit organizations do is waste uh, talent like Miguel Cabrera and you won't have a championship. But just look at all these, it. look at all these, all this talent that we've had that have been, okay, we didn't have room for them or this and that. And then they go off. Look at all the pitchers that went off and one Scion. Oh my God. Porcello. Uh, Verlander won, won another Cy Young. Scherzer won another Cy Young. I mean, Sanchez and Fister didn't do a ton after that, but they were great with where they were at with us. Yeah, those four and fives are perfect. Yeah, no, it's four and fives. They were more than perfect for us because they were, those guys could have been threes on any team, and they played with, they played on our team because we had this team that everyone lo- looked at and was like, there's no way right. that that pitching staff, like when, when uh, Valverde was on mm-hmm. that year, that mm-hmm. one year, you couldn't touch us. Well, yeah, we had Benoit too, and he was a perfect. Like we we had the ingredients back then. And sh- and sh- sh- uh, Daniel Schlereth, Schlereth the lefty, yeah. <laughs> Phil Coke. I just, I just, I, 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 it's hard because when we, we, I go back to when we started winning back in like oh four oh five was you know we we were fortunate to sign Pudge. Which I think went a long way for other players come on to come to Detroit. I don't think if we sign Pudge, I don't think a lot of those. I don't think Ordonez comes. No, I and we I acquire, do agree we card Guillen for for cheap, but I don't think Polanco comes. You know, a lot of people forgot about he was probably the best number two in the batting order hitter. That big old that big old head never struck out. Put the ball in play. Placido Polanco in a big old dome. You know, I I just don't. I just think they're. <laughs> In the game of baseball right now, thinking outside the box of everybody either hits a home run or strikes, I think there's opportunity otherwise. Yeah. And like I said, I've been I was looking at a lot of baseball statistics over the weekend. There's a, plenty of players in the league that have definitely way more hits than strikeouts. Cabrera led the only time when the the year Cabrera won the Triple Crown, he led the league in home runs. He hit something like 44 home runs that season, which wasn't an absorbent yeah. amount, and he hit most of those on the road. Yeah. Like right. we understand like Cabrera has never Cabrera's hitting has never been about power. Cabrera's hitting has been about the average and been about uh having you know being able to hit for average. And that's what we need is guys we need we need speed. Like Riley Green's gonna bring something Such. to the base running that Yes like Stealing, we need speed. We need guys that can Cecil Fielder made one of the, my favorite points, which is where I'm gonna kinda leave off. Is Cecil Fielder hit the most home runs in ninety and ninety one? He hit fifty and then like forty four or something like that. He also had one hundred thirty nine RBIs and one hundred thirty one RBIs. And his point was, they were like, you know, you were you can you know were you proud to be considered a power hitter, blah blah blah. And he said, yeah, as much as I like hitting home runs, you think I can get one hundred thirty nine RBIs at just hitting home runs? No, I had every once in a while go the opposite way and get that guy home from second. You're not you're, you're not gonna win hitting pop ups in Comerica Park because they're not going out. So 
like I said, with all this analytics stuff, we have where I, I just don't believe. I understand it's part of the game in every sport, but there's still an eye test. There's still, you know, you can have all the numbers game on somebody, a pitcher, right? If you're a hitter, you can have all that stuff, but they still haven't faced you. You know, where is that kind of confidence of going against the grain? Where is that grit? Where are those players? Detroit has none of them. I think Torgelson will be okay. I think Riley Green's going to help him a lot. I like the fact that Green's batting six. He's batting seventh, kind of like a, a third and fourth, but down the order type of deal. Because I think in the future, maybe you bat Baez, Green, Torgelson, hopefully in the future. Hopefully that's what you're leaning to. But now, now you have Baez, who is batting, what, 200? Has more strikeouts and hits. Stole his third base of the year. We have 34 home runs on the season. Our leading RBI guy is Miguel Cabrera, and he's on pace for like 53 RBIs. 53. It's not about, I don't give a shit about home runs. We've had like 11 games this season where we've been shut out. I've, I've, done, I've done the stats with you. Our second one is Scope. He's on pace for 46 RBIs. 46. Now, I've been looking at statistics throughout the last 20, 30 years. I looked at like the leading RBIs of 88 in the American League, and Lou Whitaker was up there with within the top 20 with like 82 or something. So, yeah, sometimes we get with players having great numbers, we kind of lose our heads about what's really great and what, what the, you know, I was, I was growing up, I thought if you bet 270 with 20 home runs and 75 RBIs, that's, that's a good average line depending on what kind of player you are. Right. But the RBI thing really got me. I mean, with two two hundred seven home runs and twenty seven RBIs isn't enough. The, the RBIs got me. I like I said, the home runs. I saw I saw it coming because of what our lineup was. No, and that makes sense. Like we're not we're not meant to hit a ton of home runs. When we go to other when we yeah. go when we go on the road when we when we're in a place like New York. Facing the jerk offs, yeah, we got to be able to hit, yeah, keep up. We got to be able to keep up. That's all I'm saying. But when you're on pace as your leading RBI guy to get fifty something RBIs, no, and he's your 39 year old hitter that's been declining the last seven years now, that's a fucking problem. No, and I don't disagree. That is a huge problem. And that one, I saw that, and I looked down the lineup. I see all the guys with Oberg game what 60 something right now. All our, all of our main hitters all have fifty five or more strikeouts. It's like, what's our approach? Is Adam Dunn our hitting coach? My, Rob Deere, you know, Mister. I had one hundred and seventy strikeouts and hit twenty home runs. Like, I just think, I just think there's more to the game than statistical analytics. And I think the Detroit Tigers are the perfect ex- example of why you don't look at analytics because, or if they are. They're fucking really bad at it. Yeah. You know, Robbie Grossman was batting third over the weekend. Come on, bro. Grossman, okay, great. C-plus player, but batting third. Right. You're telling me the Castro brothers are our best hitters on our team right now? Come on, bro. I just... What are, what is, what are we going to do moving forward? We have to do something because we're not going to lure people to Detroit just based with A.J. Hinch, especially even with his reputation. You know, he did win that one, but is it asterisk? I don't know, maybe. So 
I'm scared. I've, I've been out of the mindset of baseball for the last six years because of going through the what we've been going through as a Tigers team. I'm scared that I'm going to not be a, in the baseball for another six years. Yeah, right. Like we're just going to. And it starts with Avila, and it starts with all the trades that he's made, with all the talent that we had six, seven, eight years ago. Remember when it was like when we were all like we wanted to watch the Tigers, we wanted to saying. watch the games, and we just. It's America's greatest pastime, yeah. potentially. And. And. You know, and then, yeah, it hurts when you have your, your top baseball pitcher prospect, Mize, having Tommy John. And your other, you know, guy that was coming out of the woodwork, Turnbull, had Tommy John. And then Manning's, we don't know. And, okay, Scoobal's been great. But you don't think he's going to bounce? <laughs> you know, like, and we have an overachieving bullpen. Thank God we have an overachieving bullpen. If we didn't have a bullpen of how our bullpen has been the last two years, I think this hurt would have hurt a long time ago. Yeah, I, I, I it's the first time in my brain where I, we always talk about predicting things of who would be a good fit and this. And it's the first time in my life of enjoying sports and enjoying the retooling process that I don't know what they should do. Yeah, because no, it's not like we have people that we can trade for more shitty prospects. <laughs> you know, what you guys give us for gross, man. Yeah, no, I know. Like, and it starts to stop. We need to, but that what what sucks is if we fire our GM. There's a good chance that you, like you said, we don't care about baseball in Detroit for. I just, it's sad because I remember growing up with my great grandmother watching Tigers in the '80s when we were good, and then living through the time in '06. Yeah, living through the time in. Like going to twenty games in twenty eleven, right? And seeing Verlander take no hitters and, and just no hitters into the eighth or ninth, and seeing all this stuff, and just now it's. I just, I just feel like it's a perfect example of what not to do as a franchise. Of you, I just think since since Mike Senior asked, nobody gives a shit. Anymore. Yeah, it's just like you had you have talent in their prime, and you get rid of it, and then you get out of let's say. Nine, ten, you know, Mabins and like all these players that we traded, and, and your return is B minus, a couple of B minus players out of all that. Like, look at what Castellanos did. Does that mean we crazy? Need, does that mean we need to make decisions in lower? We need to make decisions and stop and stop getting three prospects. Get one and two garbage. Like get get. Stop getting the Get difference. Makers. Stop getting the seventh and eighth or seventh and twelfth prospect. And I want the top three. We should have done that, but we didn't. And this is why we are where we are. And thank God we had a couple decent draft picks and got green. And, but they're still young. What if they don't turn out? Then what? Holy shit! Yeah, then we're effed. And then so it's just I, I. Out of all the years I haven't watched baseball, I was just stressing out about it. And then after we saw those couple of games going. We lost 13-0 and 7-0 when we did. And then I, I dug into it a little bit more statistically. Burns, I love you, but Baez scares the shit out of me for the next six years or five years or whatever we signed him for. I don't know, man. He's going to be the cornerstone? I don't know, man. Scares me. Scares me. Yeah. So for those that have not turned off the podcast yet. Thank you. Thanks for sticking around. Here's a ding 
bong. Hello. Just because. Just because. What's this one do? Is this respect the elderly? Respect the elderly, mother. Yeah. Uh, Tampa going into second intermission up six to two. Here comes the feisty. You know, scrummy. So. Oh, look, Darren Hum's out there again. I mean, there's. Oh, Darren Hum and the Stamkos are hugging. Don't get me wrong. There's no. There's definitely a shot that Colorado could do some damage, but it looks like Tampa yeah. Bay might get their win, which kind of expected with them going back to Tampa Bay. Hey, yeah. If That's you're a- headed to Tampa, remember, you get Joe Caputo's Guide to Tampa Nightlife with your purchase of Yo-Yo and Hot Dog Next Guide to Florida. They were drinking Captain Do- eating Taco Bell. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what we're saying? We, saying. Got, we, got the, we got those screenshots. Next week, we are going to uh, go over what happened in the NBA draft. Is Jeremy Grant still a piston? Hopefully not. Is Chet Holmgren already break his leg walking up to the stage and hugging the commissioner? That would because be. Because all you assholes think he's going to break his legs? That would be something. Is Are we going to get Ivy? Are we going to get Murray? Are we going to trade our pick and just have no pick because... Coming out of my Detroit Tigers thing, it was just something <laughs> we might do. Uh, after next week, what are we talk about? Well, don't forget about oh, what we got. What else is next week? Oh, top 10 Chappelle show sketches. That should be fun for my fucking small amount of time I have at home this week. Yo, B, I am a manager. Yeah. Uh, after that, we'll talk about my goodness in the NHL draft preview. Oh, yeah, can't wait till July 5th. The NHL draft preview and the hot dog bracket of death. I'm sure we'll talk about the coach that Detroit will eventually hire. Sergey Fedorov? No. I don't, know, he's, I don't know why he became the Vegas favorite. Dude, because he's going to get hired. He's not getting hired. Okay. He would have been hired already. We're going to hire Lalonde or Jeff Halpern from the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're waiting for the series to close out. It's the only thing I can think of. Okie dokie. But if we got Federoff, I want to be mad. I One other reason why Federoff wouldn't come to Detroit is his number's not retired, and that's been an issue for 20 years. So there yeah. has to be some sort of negotiation for that in order for him to be the head coach of the Red Wings, I think. Just saying. <laughs> but that would be my favorite. That would be my – I can't wait for that. Yeah. Free, agent, free agency preview. Do we get – go after Claude Giroux? You know, interesting. We have money to play with. Uh, don't forget, July 12th, the top 10 greatest professional wrestlers of all time. We kick it back to what Spinebuster Sports is all about. And Santino. Yeah. What do you call that? The Cobra? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Morelli? Uh, Santino Morella. Morella. Yeah. 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 Apparently, he wants to come back as a commentator. Yeah. Or maybe we do, or do you want to go opposite way and we'll go worst gimmicks of all time? Gimmicks? Yeah. Mm. No, we can do the greatest first. Okay. I know, I know I can see your wiener hitting the table, so. I mean, we might as well do something different. CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. Ooh. See where I dig in. Mm. I already know mine. All time, yeah. I mean, like, we. One and two. We'll be up there. Yeah. I'm sure. It's hard for him not to be. Kyle, <coughs> what'd you learn this week? Uh, I learned that the numbers 92 and 11 are outrageous when talking about the number of hits a NHL player has in 11 minutes and 46 seconds of game time. And I remember the minutes and seconds, socks. I just want you to know that. 11.46? Yeah. 
this is my best. What did you learn ever? <laughs> Typically, we don't learn much. I learned. What did I learn? <laughs> I asked these important questions. That, I know in episode 31, you learned that if you want a great towel. Yeah, you want a great towel. <laughs> go to shop.spymustersports.com. Um, I don't know. I, I learned that analytics stress me out in the game of sports. I get it, but I still think there's always an eye test that needs to be said with everything. I think that sometimes can go farther. I think you can always trump analytics. That's just me. Yeah. I also learned that Will Nooney is a chip off the old block. Yeah. Pull yeah. one. One. Amen to him. Yeah. Smart little dude. Right? Yep. Well... Yeah, next week the we'll check out all the fallout from the NBA draft, and we'll count down our top ten Chappelle show sketches. I was trying to think of somebody outrageous that the Pistons would pick at five, like it'd be like Mark Williams or something. Big free agency for them too this year. Yeah, it'll be we got a lot of big things. Big year for the Lions. That's the one that oh. them and the Red Wings. Well, yeah, Pistons, Red Wings, Lions. Now the Tigers are starting back at day one. Jesus Christ. Like I said, if you watch the Tigers, be thankful for Green and Torgelson. I know Torgelson's not having the best year. Like I said, I think uh, Green will help him out, but still. Yeah. But we will catch you back here next week. Remember, the promo code PAPPIES. Use it at shop.spinebustersports.com. Get 10% off your order. The golden rule. Yeah, share with three of your friends. We love doing this, but we'd love to do it and fill the ear holes of more people. Yeah, especially, you know, tell your friends of our friends, you know, tell make sure you remind Joe that we have this. Yeah, tell yeah, everybody go tell Joe to listen to the gosh darn podcast. Yeah. Watching another podcast in the living room. I was going Son of a bitch. Yeah. Could have learned all this from The Feast by Spinebuster Sports. That's available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, hockey? I mean, come on, bro. Yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, where else are you going to find the best hockey coverage at? Whatever he was watching, apparently. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Brooke Fletcher and uh, Sports Report. Let's see. Colorado, John Gruden, uh, potentially Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Same um, for him. There was something... I can't remember what your other bold prediction was. Awesome. You had you, yeah. Other than uh, Baltimore being oh, Bagley, a Super Bowl. Bagley, Bagley becoming a pistol. Oh yeah, that Jesus Christ or uh, Boston and Golden State in the finals. You got yeah. the team wrong, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I dig deep for my research. Yeah, it's called, uh, my, it's called my heart. Colorado, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Man. Been, it's been a hell of a run. I mean, I guess the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. <laughs> True. But we all knew that's what I was going to do. Right. <laughs> well, it's been a, a nice episode 43. So. I'm in a sour mood because of my Tigers thing. I'm I'm just like, I'm just trying to think of what we can do. And I don't think, uh, fucking shit. Who knows? Yeah. We'll get back to you next week on what we can do. I don't know if there's anything we can do, Kyle. Alex Avila, see you. Say. Adios. Goodbye. Goodbye, Canada. 
Buffalo, Mexico. Or the fucking bed. Yeah. Germany's already sleeping. Bye, everybody. Have a great night, morning, day. Thank you. Good to wait. Like us on Spinebuster Sports on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Spinebuster Sports. Spinebuster Sports. Hit the buttons. You nerdies. <laughs>